Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? This Twitter Spaces is popping. Thank you so much all for being here. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest is both a digital and traditional artist who has worked in the entertainment industry for over 17 years. He launched his career as a physical sculptor, but switched over to digital when he realized he could immortalize his pieces in digital stone. He is one of the best-known digital sculptors, sculptures in the world and has won many awards over the years, including Best Art Director, Best Digital sculptor and video game of the year one of his super rare pieces titled all that remains sold for 51 eth or $195,000 just last month it's my insane honor to share the stage with a true art visionary the one and only raf grassetti what's going on raf Hey, thank you. Thank you. You're making me feel good. <laughs> That's always the point. The intro has to get the guests feeling pumped. You got to remember how amazing you are. And now we can get into the the um, the meat of the interview, which is just to talk about your journey into the space and into the NFT and crypto world, because you've been at this for quite a long time. So I'd love to hear when your art kind of intersected with this new world, this Web3. And if you could chat about your journey into crypto, if that came first or if the NFTs, uh, if that came first, just talk to us a little bit about how you got started. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, everything is happening so fast. So it's, you're going to, you know, apologize for my, uh, my lack of uh, knowledge of the timeline at this point. Yeah. But yeah. I've been, uh, you know, I've been making art for my whole life and I've been working as an artist for the past like 17, 18 years and professionally in the industry. I got my start into like 3D and, animation uh back in the 2000s and um and it just kind of kind of went from there like i, I definitely got more into digital sculpting when the tools started to became available back in the days so thankfully i was kind of uh, right on the edge of, of the technology when and that started to become uh, something a little more uh doable mm-hmm. uh and it kind of went from there i started to focus my portfolio a lot on digital sculpting like you mentioned like i started with traditional sculpting just because because the 3D modeling is like the same fundamentals. Uh, so I got used to a lot of the you know traditional tools and uh, clay. Uh, and it kind of helped me a lot when digital came came about. So you know, I still do a lot of traditional. I think there's a lot of knowledge there that kind of translate one to one, you know, beside the tools. And uh, it made my way into gaming just because I started to focus a lot on character design and character creation, character sculpting. And uh, it kind of was a natural transition, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm originally from Brazil, and uh, I've always wanted to move and, and live in the U.S. Work in the in the industry in the U.S. So that was kind of an easier, uh, or not easier, but more of a, a clear uh, route for me to try that. So that's what I did. And then I, so I worked for uh, companies. I moved to the U.S. like 10 years ago. So actually, I moved first to Canada mm. to work at, at EA Bioware. Um, 
lived, lived in Montreal for a couple of years and then uh, had a chance to move to the U.S. So I've been uh, working in the U.S. Uh, with Sony for the past 10 years and then, you know, making games. Like, yeah, just kind of uh, the majority of my career at this point. But crypto, I mean, I started to dabble in just investing in crypto uh, a year and a half, two years ago. Like I bought some ETH. I had a little bit of Bitcoin. Um, and I just, you know, I was just holding at that point, just more of a uh, kind of different investment route. But so, I mean, I, I was lucky that I was at least into it when this, the NFT started because I've been friends with people uh, with Mike for for the past few years. So, like, seeing his his journey through the space and that was kind of what, what drove me to, you know, at least put eyes on things. But mm-hmm. I think once a, a lot of my friends started to get into, like, like Delelis and... and um boss logic um let's see who else was like uh, you know mad dog like i was following like i was friends with all these guys and and i think seeing them go into into the space was more of a clear uh you know uh it was you know it was obviously that i should tr- look into it try something it was yeah. i think for everybody who was uh who's kind of you know getting into it's confusing at, at first but I think once you start getting into like understanding what's going on and, and why certain things are happening and, and really looking like the behind the scenes and, uh, you know, understanding the space and it, it started to make sense and click to uh, at least what I wanted to do with the space. So, I love it. Of. Yeah. And I think, uh, like you said, when you start seeing other people that you respect in the industry, especially since you have an established career in the entertainment industry, once you kind of saw other people that was kind of uh, gave you uh, probably allowed you to have a little more conviction about the direction that the space was heading, seeing uh, people that you're friends with and people that are doing well in the space and the opportunities that that started um, probably allowed you to mint your first piece. When was it when you um, or if you're even there yet, when you realized that the potential of blockchain and Web3 and all of this new technology, I think it's so interesting because you obviously were such a progressive thinker when it comes to your art, uh, moving from the physical and going to the digital realm before a lot of people, uh, especially sculptors, probably did. And so I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts about the blockchain and um, if you or if you even think about kind of where the direction of um, art and being able to transact and things like that are going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the one thing I've learned with internet over the years, because I've been very active on kind of building a community and, and putting my art out there in the internet. And you know, I kind of had to, especially um, to kind of market myself and, and you know, build a name in the industry. So the one thing that I learned is that things kind of live forever in the internet. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, especially now with blockchain, like even more, right? Because now you have people behind it, you have people investing in the work. And so it, even from the start, I've been very careful to what I what I put out there, what I wanna uh, represent myself with the artwork, because as an artist and as a person, I know it changes throughout the years, right? And I, it's a, it's a, a, a normal trajectory in, in terms of like getting better as an artist, as a person. Um, and my work changed throughout you know all the all the years all the past 10 years it, it drastically changed and I, i'm not very uh, i don't like the works that i've done like two three years ago right like obviously like all artists are probably that way in in, mm-hmm. in a certain degree so i've been very careful to uh i think i'm in a position now that i'm uh 
at a phase of my my skill set and, and my development that I, I can create works that I know I'll be proud of, proud of and I'm, I'm proud to uh, sell it, right? Because that's another thing that I've been very careful over the years to not sell the work that I'm that I don't like that I, I'm, I'm not proud of. So mm-hmm. even on the NFT, I get you know getting into the space and crypto, I've been putting a lot of thought into where you know how do I want to pivot. I saw it as a space where I could uh, do some work that it wasn't as appealing as as you know for the entertainment industry. There's not a lot of space for this type of work, and I've always like I've been studying it. Uh, and uh, and creating for myself like all, all these years, so I saw it as an opportunity to do that and uh, and to double down on the things that I you know I can shine on. I mean, I absolutely. Uh, no, I love. I just wanted to uh, pause you there for a second because I absolutely love something that you just said about you know when you're working with the the entertainment industry, you're obviously you have deadlines, you have projects, then you have people overseeing and giving you critiques or things that you need to change. But when it comes to blockchain and um, being able to uh, you know mint something um, that is yours and that you you know you are passionate about, and just being able to bring that creativity back that you're able to um, continue to grow, um, you know, yourself as an individual artist as well. I mean, I just think about that piece that sold for over 50 ETH and seeing, you know, a collector that values your work that much. Um, what does that do in terms of like your spirit or, you know, how you feel about the direction of uh, where you want to go in this space versus kind of the balancing act of trying to work in both worlds? That's a great question. Uh, to me, I try not to look so much at sales and, and what's happening. I, I value, uh, you know, the collector's time and, and interest and uh, of being able to be a part of that journey, right? And I try mm-hmm. to honor that as much as I can. But I, I, I don't look that as much as, uh, you know, this sold and I have to go to this route to, like, build uh, yeah. uh, value on top of that in a certain way, right? In a certain degree. But obviously, that's uh, that's part of the, the discussion and the conversation. So. But I, I do try to look at more of like long-term goals, like what do I want to, uh, where do I want to be in the space, and and what I want to create and represent. So when I when I do uh, kind of plan myself in like short-term goals and in long-term, I'm working on projects where uh, it's a more of a, a bigger. And that's you know, that's the problem with the space. Like everything happens so fast. Like yeah. even like long-term goals is like you know a year to two years. Yeah. It's crazy. yeah. <laughs> Any industry, like especially in the entertainment industry, where everything happens in you know four-year cycle, so it's a it, it's more uh, thinking of both things. Like I do have a lot of short-term term goals as well with like collections and, and building a community and, and a collection collectors base, which I think is very very important for the space. Um, and and working on both things at the same time. I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you know obviously I don't show that I'm working on, um, but I do have long-term plans that uh, hopefully. It'll happen at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's just awesome your whole journey and seeing the that the crossover that can begin. I mean, I talked to Beeple and Mike about it when he was on the show too about you put all of these years and love into your passion and your work, and now finally the personal projects that you've worked on that you know that you love uh, that you can finally put out there and someone can collect um, because of the provenance of the blockchain. 
Uh, and uh, But I see a lot of people, a lot of newer artists coming into the space that see amazing success uh, in artists like yourself or people, and they, they're like, how, how do these people um, do so amazing? How can I find my own niche in the space? And I'd love for you just to chat for a minute, and I had Mike do the same thing just about your beginnings, and when you're just starting out as an artist, it's easy to see so much success from artists in the space, but a lot of times we forget the struggle of starting out and the drive and the grind that you uh, had to do to get here over the last 17 years. So I'd love for you just talk about how you found direction uh, when you were, you know, grinding out and creating art and trying to get noticed um, and, you know, start your career out. Right. Yeah, I see a lot of people getting into the space, you know, especially the ones that get into it more because of the money, which I think to me is is the worst thing that could possibly happen as a, for an artist at this point, mm-hmm. like getting through the journey initially, like learning the, the skills, the, the foundation. I think everybody has to go through that uh, to kind of really find yourself right as, a, as an artist and, and then kind of find your path. Because when you're first starting, there's so much, right? Like so much you can, you can do so much you can learn. And I think throughout the years, you kind of, uh, you kind of find the things that speak to you. And then if, if you're trying to, you know, kind of create a career based on an initial skill set or something that it's kind of like hitting at that point, like you, you're putting your, your life into this. Right. And it's it, like, it do, it does concern me for younger artists that it's to be so accessible. Now, not to say like, you know, I, I'm, I'm very proud or, and, and happy for some of the, the artists that are getting into the space. I think the future is very promising, but I do like suggest, you know, create for yourself, like watch the space, try to, you know, try to, try to look for people who inspires you, try to mimic their work so you can find your style. I think that's, if you're going to, you know, your, your question about my journey, a lot of the things, the things that I've done has been trying to learn as much as I can different styles. And that comes especially from, you know, from working for the entertainment industry where you have to do a lot of different things. And, you know, the majority of the artists who are finding success now into the space is because they've gone through that, right? They've gone through trying to, having to do different styles for a certain project and then pivot in Italy to a different style and then having to learn. And, and that all adds up to your baggage in terms of uh, your art library, your mental library, things that, you know, that you find appealing, style, taste, right? Like, which is probably the, the main thing for a younger artist, like just taste, like in that develops through, throughout the years. Um, not to say that I'm, I'm perfect anyways, but like I'm, we're all still learning, right? Mm-hmm. And my, my journey has been like that, you know, working for different projects, trying, finding things myself, I pivot to a different style in a certain time of my career and then kind of went back to try something else. Uh, when I was building community online, I was like, you know, I can do this style. It's kind of appealing. Can I reach out a bigger, a larger audience that way? And that kind of worked out. So it's been like tasting, like tasting all the kinds of different things and then finding myself with the things that I love. So I hope that every artist has the opportunity to do that because I feel like it's so important. Uh, but I'm also like kind of, uh, you know, a little jealous for the artists who kind of found themselves early on in their career and they're just building, you know, years and years of artwork on, on that style. So they're kind of known for that. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's also like something very interesting. But uh, again, it's just not for everybody. Like, I think there's different paths and uh, uh, 
you just have to kind of go through them and find yourself. One thing I love that you talked about uh, in in your answers, just uh, how important it is um, to kind of find, you talked a lot about kind of finding yourself and your passion and your art uh, and finding others that inspire you. And the people that I've seen really do well in this, in, in Web3 and in um, NFTs, they, they not only are just, uh, like you said, they're not just thinking about the sale, they're thinking about developing themselves too as a person and the people that they surround themselves with a lot of times you see, and even you talked about a lot of your buddies that, that are in the space that are artists, um, and just being able to find that group of people that you really connect to and that you can grow with and that can push you and um, continue to help you think about your what you're doing in terms of your art can just lead to a, a more fulfilling experience when it's about when it's just about money. Like you said, you it can create this almost like pit uh, because you just feel like you're so focused on uh, your lack of sales or, you know, not selling or not being able to find the right collectors that then you get down. But if you're able to just focus your energy on your creative path, then there'll be a lot more fulfillment in the space. Totally. totally. And you see, you see happen a lot. Like the, the artists who are in the space now and finding success are the artists who are consistent prior to this of creating artwork and, and being active and, and just loving the, the craft and their, and, and their art, right? Like just creating for the, the, just the fact of creating. Like you see a lot of artists coming into the space, never done any or never focus on their work or, 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 you know, created without any sort of motivation, financial motivation. They get come in, they'll do a piece, they'll either sell it or not. They'll get kind of burned out, frustrated, and then they'll leave. Right. So it's just something, uh, if you, if you take that, away from it like the financial part away from it and as an artist like you can identify the ones that have been active for over the years and, and can create it's kind of a easier bet at that point like the majority of the stuff that i invest on are kind of by myself or is the artists that i know have been active for you know for for over the years mm -hmm. and you know they're going to be here even if this doesn't go anywhere they'll still be here uh creating right like the artists that are just kind of popping from nowhere it's it's a you, you know there's a different motivation and then it usually uh, ends up with frustration or you know even they, if they have a good sell is you know they're coming in for the like you said like you know you know the short term yeah um, yeah yeah so what when you um when you started learning about nfts and you started to mint and started to i mean you've had several you're on super rare i know you've had a nifty gateway drop you're constantly creating how has uh how has Web3 and like being able to produce art in this realm um, different than the art you're producing, you know, for the entertainment industry? And is it is it like, uh, does it just feel like work or does it does Web3 feel more personal in some ways when it comes to your art? It, uh, it, it is more personal. I've been doing just uh, just work on the side, like personal work for, you know, all the all these years. So it definitely feels like that when I'm going in into a project that I'm passionate. I know what I have to do. I sit down and I just execute on it. So it, it, that just kind of uh, burns my uh, creative juice a little bit on that because the majority of the, what I do professionally at this point is is art directing. Mm -hmm. So I just I go to a lot of meetings and I give feedback to things and I go through management, you know, Excel sheets and all that stuff. So it's not as creative, but um, but in the past, when I was just creating assets and doing that kind of stuff, I think it was closer. I think the process is the same. Um, you know, I've been thankful enough that, I, that I've been, you know, working as a lead and then an art director. I've been just creating projects for 
for myself in a way like we're working with a bigger team but like there's no not you know nobody like giving me feedback or anything uh for for you know for some time now so it kind of feels like i'm uh my project like i have some kind of you know deep connection to the projects that i've worked with over the past few years and that's that's been you know i'm very grateful for that so it, it is close right but like now that i'm more art directing like i don't get to create a lot so when i go to and do these projects it's uh it's definitely like exercising my brain and getting back into the the mode of just kind of creating for for a, a bigger picture for myself and and kind of doing that yeah yeah i mean i love that answer too and it, like you said it's no wonder why you've won so many awards when you're given that freedom to really allow your creativity to uh be expressed in the most natural way uh and so it's not a surprise that when when you're it's a something that even in the corporate world or in the entertainment industry when it's funny when the people don't get on you as much and you're able to really express yourself in your true your truest form uh the like people are able to see that and you can feel it. And so it's awesome that you've been in that position. Um, one thing that I'm curious about, since you are in the entertainment industry, you work a lot with gaming is, uh, it, is what it behind the scenes, if people are aware, if they're talking, uh, more about the NFT space, if you talk to your colleagues about it, if this is something that people are kind of, if it's, you know, the, the word is starting to slowly spread up the pipeline. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak much about like just just my at Sony or my primary job, but like you hear in the industry, obviously there's a lot of a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes, and I think, like I said, you know, I think the industry, at least on that side, works a little bit slower than what we were seeing in terms of like the the space right now for you know just collecting artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we will see you know next year, a couple years, you know, the fruits of what's happening now, and and just kind of see a lot more companies coming into the space with uh with different ideas and different projects that will somewhat use you know blockchain and, and tokens and you know the token is already happening and i think there's just we need another cycle to see it implemented uh into more products but it, it will happen definitely i mean there's there's too much money in the in the table for for uh companies not to be looking at what they can do in the space uh, yeah and i think you know to your question like the industry friends and uh, knowing people who are opening studios, I mean, there's a lot happening behind the scenes. And I, I think, um, yeah, it's, give it some time and we'll start seeing news pop up. I mean, I, I just think, I mean, it makes me bullish whenever I talk to someone that's in the inter- entertainment industry or someone that's been in the industry for a while, because you, even though, you know, even just you being in it and Mike, you know, publishing NFTs and, you know, all of the clients that you guys have that notice and pay attention to what you guys are doing, it's just so exciting to see that level of adoption and that, you know, you, even though may not even intentionally be doing it, you're truly an ambassador for, you know, the movement of Web3 and people are able to learn a lot from your experiences. So it makes me uh, so grateful, too, of you, you know, just like everything else that you've done in your career of being progressive and not, you know, taking a stance, a step back, but really, uh, you know, kind of leaning into it and learning about it and finding what works. And so it's just so fun to see. And I'm curious um, what you see as the greatest potential benefit uh, in terms of gaming uh, when it comes to like tokenization and blockchain assets. So just to your point, like uh, on the ambassador thing, it it is definitely such a new space, right? Where it's 
somewhat confusing to uh, a lot of people when they come in, especially on the artist side. And it was somewhat confusing to me as well. So I'm like very grateful for all the artists that helped me early on just, you know, understand my, my groundings and not, not do anything stupid. Like, you know, like fuck render and NAS graphics, like all these guys, uh, there's just a massive list. Like that's the cool thing about the community where people are helping each other. Uh, this was before like the foundation boom where, where a lot of artists coming, came into the space. Like thankfully I was uh, a few weeks prior to that, just to, um, you know, get, get a, a better understanding of what was happening. But that's what I'm trying to do as well. Like when, when friends are coming in, I'm like trying to help them understand like what to do, what not to do, how to position themselves and, and think about like what you're actually building for the future. And I think that needs to happen in a broader uh, side as well into like tools and, and for the, for a different public to like understand how to use it because it's still confusing. Right. And I think, uh, while we're talking about like different companies and, and, and studios coming in, I think what they're going to do is just help simplify the, the process. And I think once that happens, uh, we will see, you know, even there's the like new NFT platforms coming in, like, I don't know what Coinbase is going to do, but once you get to that point and it's user friendly and you don't have to worry about MetaMask and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and ledgers and like, you know, all this stuff is, it's, it's clear to me now, but it's confusing too. Even when you start talking about it, uh, it's still like a new uh, world for a lot of people. So once that happens, I think we'll get to that. We'll get to that point. To your question about, you know, NFT or, or, or uh, crypto in the game in, or tokens in the game industry, I feel like to me, it is just like, you know, decentralize it and, and reward people, right, for, for playing. I think that's already happening. And it's been happening even with smaller games of like, uh, you know, getting paid for certain things you do in games and, and whatnot. You know, Bob had, a, had some good... Uh, uh, you know, skins and things like So I think mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know, just unifying that format because it it happened before, but it's still it's really hard to execute on if you don't have access to tools. Like once we break that barrier, you, I think we're going to see a lot, you know, a lot of studios just using the tools and, and, and trying to get profit from it. Um, and I think that's going to be interesting for everybody, not just the studios, because then it opens up more for the public as well, not, not as, as much to the to the studios and i think once we change that mindset um of working with with uh, the players and working with the you know the, the people who are building the project which is kind of what's happening in the nft space right like you're working with collectors you kind of like a a community behind project and uh and you know if you all believe in the project then then it's going to grow like you see a lot of happen a lot of that happening with you know with the apes and, and that kind of stuff which is kind of a uh, um to me, that's what kind of what the space represents right now. It's just more giving the user more ownership to then, you know, to rise, to, to make the project rise. Like once you have a lot of backing, that's that's kind of what happens. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think that you're spot on. I mean, when you have, um, I think the kind of the learning curve that's involved into Web3 and blockchain is the biggest uh, kind of barrier that we're at at this point. But once that's figured out and the scaling is able to go up and the user interface is made so much more clean that you don't even know you're working with it, that's when we're going to really start to see the potential of how Web3 can change the game, especially when it comes to owning things like assets and games, because now it can be on the blockchain. You can actually show that you own it. It's not just like on a server that could get taken 
taken down at some point. So it's just like you said, when we're able to um, scale it to the next level, everyone wins and the, the people in the community win and the people that are putting it out there win because they're able to uh, interact in a new way that, you know, it'll be interesting to see with these bigger companies getting in the space too, because they're going to, um, they're going to have to respond to the community a lot more as well and that's cool to to think about one thing i'm curious about is uh you talked a little bit about this but the collectors being more involved how has web3 changed how you're able to collaborate with other artists and then also like interact with your collectors in the space i mean it changed a whole bunch for sure uh i feel like my 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 uh user base or, or fan base was a lot more um into the art right and then being here for seeing what's next like i've sold products before but it wasn't something that wasn't my focus at all i think um having the the kind of web3 and then and just people behind the projects right like um i use roger as an example i know he's listening here uh you know the connection that i built with him of like in terms of uh consulting like giving uh you know friend feedback and uh in my art as well not just you know kind of um, not just like in terms of like financial uh, advice or anything. It's just more, where does he see, like, what does he like about my work and, and how, how does it connect with him? Because I take that, uh, you know, I think I, I take that a lot, you know, it's very important for me, like how, why, why to speak to someone and, and uh, when something kind of hits in social media as well, I just try to understand like why certain things happen and, um, and kind of go from there, like then build my knowledge of like how is my work being represented or perceived. How's my work being perceived? I take that in consideration a lot to build what I'm gonna do next. And I think that's it's very important if you're working, you know, in the industry to understand what that is. I try not to look at this as just myself and what I what I want to do and um, and my dreams and passions and all that. It's it's more to me how can I be, you know, how can I navigate the space and and create and and have a voice. And kind of uh, you know, and collect with, connect with collectors and, and build that community. And it's something that I've been doing even prior to this, right? If you think about social media and how you build an audience, and mm -hmm. you just have to learn how to do that. You have to uh, identify like what's working and what's not. You, you create on top of that. You pivot in something else. You try different. And then you know, once you you reach like a certain uh, top of an audience, you reach. You do something else. You you start to build that audience from from zero again. And then you merge those two audiences and it, so it's just more of like playing that game and uh into uh art in general and what it, why does it make it appealing so i think that's always part of the uh it's always being a part of the the equation i think web3 just exposed it to a lot more input and i think a lot more people who care because right it's different when you're just in it because you like it versus you're in it because you're you're a part of it so mm -hmm. it's just you know that to me has been major and then very very uh, very thankful for that. I love it. I mean, I think it's awesome how you even talk about the the gamification that happens in just real in real life. You know, just operating and doing. You know, trying to move up or like networking, and in it really sometimes it makes you realize everything in the NFT space does feel like a game sometimes. And at the same point, like everything in life, when you really step back and kind of look at how we go through our life as a game too, in terms of risks we take and you know payoffs that take you know pay out 
or don't pay out and pivots, everything that you mentioned. It's, it's so true how life in general is, is just a learning opportunity. And um, whoever, if you continue to put your best foot forward and play the game in the best way possible, I mean, you'll be able to do things that others aren't because they get caught up in, uh, you know, in negativity or, you know, not being able to move forward. And so I just love that, that whole outlook and view that you have. Um, and I think that it just goes back to something that I talked about at the beginning, which is your vision of like immortalizing your craft in digital stone is something that when I was reading your bio on your website really struck a nerve in me because I just think it, it reminds me so much of where we are in Web3 as well. It's like the very beginning of ages, in, and we see the potential of how tech it can disrupt for the good, just like you did in your art. Uh, and now we're seeing how it can do it in just like in so many other aspects of how we continue to build. And so I'd love to, for you to talk a little bit about as you continue to learn about the blockchain and um, things that are the disruptive nature of it, what are some of the things you're most excited about when it comes to blockchain technology? Cool. Yeah, I, want, I do want to touch on the the digital stone piece of it and then technology because I think for over the years you see uh, a lot of artists be kind of scared of digital. Right? You see, you know, traditional still being um, held in such a high degree of like uh, importance and, and um, for you to be a real artist, you have to be doing like, you know, the, you know, traditional sculpting or be painting oils and all that stuff. And I've struggled with that with my, my entire life where I do love and I, I do think it's really important. But, I, you know, I, I've had situations where like in the past, like this is years ago, but where you go, you're a digital artist, you go to like a traditional gallery or um, a, an atelier with friends. And then because I've been I've shared spaces before. And it's always kind of looked in a different way, right? Like it's kind of, oh, you do digital, okay, it's cool, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, pivot this way where there's a lot, you know, a lot more value put into digital. You see a lot of these traditional artists like then coming into to digital, right? And it's kind of funny to see, <laughs> yeah. and see friends, uh, friends like do it that way. And I'm just enjoying it at this point, but uh, it feels like um, that's like a very disruptive for the the space for the for art in general. Like you'd see. Over the years now, uh, I think we'll see a, a big change in terms of like what is what is people looking at, what is people doing. Are people? I see a lot of people like scanning, the, you know, traditional sculptures, and, and, and now they're trying to do digital somehow. So maybe I can sell the, you know, my statue won't sell, but like the NFT will. It's kind of like that's kind of where we're at at this point. So it has been very disruptive, and I love where this is going. Um, not just for myself, but just for what it can do for art in general, and how can we expand the horizon of, of what has been done so far. Like I know digital sculpting is, it, it exists. Like everything is in the metaverse and or games or in the, you know, digital is, it was sculpted by someone, right? Uh, so it's, I think it's a craft that's just not well um, known or uh, appreciated. And I do hope that this kind of, uh, you know, kind of puts a shift in there. Um, yeah, I, I think that that answer is so perfect. I'm going to ask one or two more questions, but if you have a question for Raf, make sure to hit that request button. I'm going to start pulling some people up here for Community Corner. Um, please go ahead and put pin 
in the pinned tweet, you can type your question and then um, request to come up and we'll bring you up on stage. And um, let's get some community interaction up here as well. I'd love to hear some of your voices. Uh, but Raph, one thing that I love that you mentioned just is about how, you know, it is funny how so many people are reactive uh, when it comes to uh, any space. And so we've seen that with, you know, people that are in the traditional world. And now since there's so much success and people are looking at blockchain and NFTs, now they're starting to think about it, which is great for adoption in the long run. But at the same time, it just makes you respect visionaries like yourself so much more when you've been doing these things for years and years. And, uh, uh, you know, there wasn't an, an opportunity, the p- the pivot that people are making probably is much more, um, you know, like you said, monetary driven. And so I'd love just to kind of hear your when when you were able to mint and like, be able to prove the provenance that it was from you. And did you realize immediately when you saw others like Mike minting NFTs, like what this could do and the uh, validation that it would bring to digital art? How how immediate was it for you to kind of realize that? Um, and since, you know, since that conviction moment happened for you, how have you became even more passionate about, you know, your, your digital art? Right. Uh, I remember uh, Meeple's drop in, on Nifty uh, when he did the whole, you know, the first kind of collection um, and it came with the physical and, and the, the hair and all that stuff. And I remember looking at that and being like, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of his work. I've been following and I, I respect what he does uh, for all these years. And when I saw that, I was like, man, I I really like the, the physical, but, you know, but I don't understand the NFT. So I, I like to tell the story because it, uh, I think it really represents with a lot of what, what a lot of people go through. So I was like, you know, am I? Go, I wanted to buy the physical and the display and all that, and mm-hmm. just because of what it was. And I think it was like, like twenty five hundred or something like that. I was like, oh man, this is crazy. Uh, so I, I, I <laughs> yeah. didn't right. And, and then that thing obviously just kind of shoot through the roof, and then everything happened. So that's when my mind was like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I remember that happening, and, and that was when the it kind of clicked. Um, and then I started looking into more, like, what was going on behind the scenes, because that's what I think people don't realize. And then Nifty with secondary, like, the sales. And I think that's the part where if you're coming from the outside, you don't realize that that's the game, right? Of, like, you buy something, you'll go up in value, like, resell secondary. You look at secondary. You look at all that, those things um, where people at first, they're just kind of looking at, man, who's buying these things, right? Uh, so it's just more um, when that clicked to me and then start seeing um, other things happen, like Maker's Place was, I feel like, the next one that I saw. And again, like my memory, it's been like a year. But my, yeah, it feels, feels like, like forever so. ago. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, it started to kind of make sense to me. And then I saw different, you know, different friends, like I said, like, you know, I think Mad Dog was like a big hit for me when he did the whole thing uh, with his drop on Nifty and, and the burning mechanics and all that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it was very uh, interesting to kind of like put my brain to work and try to understand what was happening. So you know, thankful for him as well for you know some advices early on and and, and and getting to understand the space. But you know there was kind of like a natural uh, transition to like understanding. And that's why to me when I, I get a lot of people asking like, hey, what piece should I buy or, or what do I go? How do I sell my piece to begin with? You have a lot of artists coming in with that in mind. And to me it's always you know. Look at the space, look at the platforms, try to understand what's going on, buy a piece, right? 
because then the, then you understand it like how everything works it's not so much like a lot of people come in and it's like how do i sell something right yeah and it's it's probably the worst thing you could do because then you have a piece up there you don't understand why it's up there and then it, it, like i said it's going to be there forever like blockchain and you kind of you know minted your genesis that way and it's just kind of a yeah a waste of, of talent so it's just more um to me it was a natural transitions and i think the, fr the first things that i did then i don't know if even if you've seen some of that was the crypto history series where mm -hmm. i sculpted busts of like different um kind of influencers or, or artists from the community and people who are i was looking up to at that point and try to understand what they're like what they were trying to do like for was one of them and um that helped me you know that helped me just learn it more and understand it and then give me time to kind of emerge myself into uh to the space so yeah i love kind of yeah I, I love that the drops that you've done you can tell too that you took time and i love the story too because i think you're right there are a lot of people and especially as we bring more traditional artists in having people like you to tell them to get involved in the community try to understand more than just putting a piece up for money, like understand what's happening here is so important. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because uh, as we continue to develop and bring more people into Web3, it is, uh, it's like you said, especially when it comes to the traditional artists that want to get in. Um, it's so cool to be able to see how you've, you know, kind of went through that learning curve and can help others, but then also just be able to share with others, like in a platform like this, where, you know, where it clicked for you, it was even after, you know, you, you had seen others being successful in the space and trying to figure out why and what what is behind the tech why is this just going up and it's so cool to see it i mean like you said it had that wasn't even a year ago that was i mean his first drop was i think in last november uh in december and so we it's just insane to think how much has happened in less than a year but we're just going to continue growing the space and uh the fact of how fast it's expanding is definitely uh exciting but then also so at the same time, like you said, it's important for you to take a step back and be able to think and understand what's going on before getting, you know, super involved um, with it, too, because you don't want to suck, let it suck you in and make bad choices either. So I love that. So I've uh, loved chatting with you. I'm going to start bringing some people up here that have questions for you now. And uh, we're going to move to Community Corner. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. All right, and the first person we have up on stage is Voxel. Voxel Blaze, what's going on, man? Good to see you. Uh, pretty good, man. I'm not, not too bad. How about yourself, Carl? How you going, Ref? Doing great. Thanks for coming up on stage. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of your art, and I really like the uh, God of War games. Um, my uh, my question for you was, um, I've actually got into uh, gaming myself in the sandbox and developed in there, and been going pretty well for myself. Being in the gaming industry, would you have any advice, um, like as in a going, I guess, continuation, keeping up with everything, um, just uh, putting everything out there, and uh, how do you go day to day getting through your work? Uh, let me see here. On the, I guess on the game industry, something I've learned with just marketing games in general, like I guess planning ahead, like a, just a good marketing strategy on how you're going to drop things and uh, and be consistent with it. That's probably the, the really important, right? I don't know how how you're doing that, or um, but having a strategy of like here's what I'm going to do and the type of publics I'm going to try to uh, 
reach out and, and even like you'd have to promote, right? Like that's when that comes to, to, uh, to play, which I think, so, you know, for games, I think that's probably the big, the biggest advice I can give and, and something that I often spend the majority of my time just in marketing and making sure everything is, is aligned. So we work like, you know, a whole year, two years into marketing campaigns and then drop it all in like, you know, two weeks. So if, uh, just to get as much exposure what, during that time. And I feel like, yeah, any of course. Project, some of that, you know. uh, in terms of like going, going to my work, uh, it is definitely like, I don't, I wish I had more hours in, you know, during the day because uh, <laughs> having meetings most of the time. And I'm pretty sure you know how that is, like, especially making games. Or exactly. Just, yeah. Constantly meetings. And, but at the same time, I'm thinking what I'm going to do next. And I try to plan myself to have schedules. So when I sit down into the computer, uh, or to do art in general, I just sit down and, and create. Like I'm, I don't spend a lot of time mm. uh, thinking about what I'm going to do or doing research of what I'm going to try to do. It's just more, it's all planned and sit down. The one, two hours that I have is just, uh, you know, power through the stuff. Uh, and pump it out, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, thanks, man. Yeah, that's uh, great advice. Yeah, thanks, Voxel, for coming up. And it's uh, it's cool to see, you know, new it's new people in the space being able to find new skills. And Voxel, you're a really good example of that with how you've been building in the sandbox and learning, you know, so many new aspects. And it's so cool to see how new people are coming in the space and learning uh, potential tools that they can use to kind of grow their careers, too. So a uh, shout out to you. Ted, I wanted to bring you up. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Was good, crazy Carl. Um, love the show. You're such a legend. Gang, gang, baby. <laughs> gang, gang. Good to see you. And we, <laughs> we like all the cats. I see you're a cool cat, too. Yeah, we love the cats, man, all of them. Uh, Raf, <laughs> really, really appreciate um, the whole the whole show. You know, I, I've loved God of War for ages, played it growing up. Um, uh, looking, looking at your art, you know, I see uh, lots of, um, you know, old masters, involved you know it reminds me of Praxiteles you know Jean Lorenzo Bernini maybe some Rodin in there and I just wanted to ask what your um sort of like sculpting heroes are who really got you into sculpting who you think of when you are working oh man yeah that's a great question I think I get asked that a lot and I think all the ones you mentioned is definitely part of someone's like if you're studying you know sculpting in general it plays up a big part I think to me the pivot in my career and then something I like to mention is just uh, artists or sculptors from the industry uh, that influenced me the most in terms of uh, digital sculpting like uh, if you look at Hick ba Rick Baker like being like a legend in the makeup industry and, and worked on like the majority of the movies that we all know and love uh, you know Steve Wang is like a, a big inf influence to me uh, and these are more you know kind of new uh, legends but not as as known and it's kind of like a, you know set in a way but I think, you know, those names to me, you know, you think about Schiffler Brothers and these are names you guys don't know, like probably it's good just looking up to and then kind of you see some of my style in that as well. Um, and it's definitely more of like entertainment work and but they're still like they have they could do any of, of uh, uh, the stuff that we're talking about. Like there's the, the foundations are the same and uh, very, very talented. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I really appreciate the way you um incorporate motion into inanimate objects to just an amazing effect um and yeah appreciate the show carl appreciate you raf thanks for joining nft space raf uh, we're better off for you here so cheers yeah so cheers right. thanks for coming up your comment on the motion too as well because it's something that uh you know as as we all move through it it's just like we're gonna find new uh 
um, new languages, right, to kind of speak to digital art. And I think that's kind of one of the things that, that really excites me, right, is have all these talented people trying to create art that we know have a space for a, you know, a digital art. And I think we're going to see a lot, a lot of cool different languages coming up. Like we see a lot of that in the generative projects and you're going to see artists uh, trying different things. It's very, very exciting. It is exciting, and it's funny to see how you know uh, different artists and people with different skill sets start mimicking each other, even in the space. And early on, we've seen it so much with you know the generative projects. You see people kind of copying and trying to do a twist on it, and a lot of them you can feel if it's like authentic or non-authentic, disingenuous, just for the money. But it's uh, it is interesting to see how you see everyone trying to figure out their own path in this new world, and. Uh, one thing to kind of close out, I'd love to ask you, Raf, if uh, anything that you've got planned in the space or things that you're working on that you wanted to share about um, in terms of the NFT space, so that for people to look out look out for. Uh, let's see what I can talk about. Um, <laughs> Nifty uh, is going to be my third Nifty drop from like the Fragments um, collection, December. Mm-hmm. Um, so working on that, trying to build as much as I can, but it's still a little bit, you know, there's still what, two months, so that's a lot of time in the NFT space. Um, short term, uh, I have a couple things like one on one. So I was always trying to do at least one, just one on one, just to get, uh, just try different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then working on two bigger projects that hopefully uh, next year at some point. Oh, like with a team or just you? Uh, myself and uh, a small team, yeah. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. I'm excited to hear more about that, too. Um, well, awesome, Rav. It's been so good to uh, have you on. I appreciate you accepting the invite and coming on to chat about your journey. It's been awesome to get getting to know you better, and I know so many people in the space that are just starting out, too, can learn so much from your journey and things that you've learned in the space, um, being from the traditional art world and from the entertainment industry, so it's just so cool to hear almost from like an insider view of what has been going on and how you've approached the space. Uh, and it means the world that you, you uh, took some time to stop by today. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate the space. And like I said, everything adds, like I think what you're doing is so important, right? For the community, for young artists, like people who are new, just try to get a, a look behind the curtain and try to understand a little bit more. I, like I said, I've, so so thankful for even collectors and people who helped me throughout you know this year i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't be here without like their help for sure and artists the same way i think we're all helping each other and and creating you know creating community is like so so important for you know until uh, until mass adoption doesn't come or, or it makes it easier for people to understand so i appreciate the space uh try to help as much as i can if anybody has any questions or uh need advice i see a lot of familiar faces here as well and i appreciate all you guys um shout out jesse your nice looking neck Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and uh that's it man i appreciate that hope we can do this again maybe uh have a bigger group yes definitely uh we'll definitely do it again especially uh later next year whenever you're playing in these bigger projects we can come back on chat a little bit more about them and i'm sure in the next four or five months since that since uh this chat things will be and sound completely different um (laughs) than today's with how quick this space continues to move so 
Uh, if you if you don't already follow Raph, make sure to do that now. Go click on him and follow to keep updates on all the amazing work that he puts out. And if you uh, if this is your first time joining the show, thanks for being here. If you missed any part of it, we'll also uh, upload the entire podcast, and I'll share a link with that. Um, so follow the Crazy About Crypto show, and we'll make sure to update you when that's out if you missed any part of it so that you uh, can stay up to date uh, and hear the entire amazing conversation conversation that we just had this has been another production of gutter cat studios all conversations with crazy carl are for educational purposes only you should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really especially financial advisors take control of your own financial future and do your own research always that's all for now until next time we'll see you in the metaverse <laughs>